Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm. Damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Welcome to the Age Like Milk podcast, the podcast where we talk about films that have potentially aged like milk over time. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me as ever is my favorite person in quarantine, apart from the guy that I have to live with, David Rogers. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. So, David, what is the movie that we are talking about today? We viewed Naked Gun from 1988. That we did. And I have mm-hmm. a synopsis today. Uh, I'm going to butcher it a little bit. So, I would say this movie is about an incompetent cop that tries to stop an assassination of the Queen of England. And there's lots of comedy and slapstick along the way. And some famous faces that have potentially aged like milk. Hey, who are you? I'm Lieutenant Frank Drebin, police squad. And don't ever let me catch you guys in America. You were going to share a little bit of a like a definition of what slapstick is. Yeah, so slapstick is a type of physical comedy characterized by broad humor, absurd situations, uh, like vigorous and like usually sometimes violent actions. The slapstick comic, more than a mere funny man or buffoon, must often be an acrobat, a stunt performer, and something of a magician, a master of uninhibited action and perfect timing, which I think Leslie Nielsen... You know, most definitely yeah he's like yeah. the king of slapstick yeah that's awesome um so we're gonna dive right into this film from 1988 which is don't tell anyone the year i was born Ooh. oh so i saw that and i was like oh let's see how this holds up <laughs> um let's jump it off with a little cameo the name of this actor popped up right at the start when i was watching this movie and i was like oh now there's something that's <laughs> aged like milk do you know who i'm talking about I would, th- I would think you're going to say Nordberg, who is played by O.J. Simpson, Orenthal. <laughs> Listen, I am not American. Uh, so, I, you know, I've heard from people that like when O.J. Simpson went on his little Bronco rampage that people like, I think there was like a World Series on or something and people like turned it off to watch this car chase. And it was like huge news. I heard like kids in school, they were like, turn on the TV. But yeah, I had no idea that O.J. Simpson was an actor. So I was watching this and I'm like, what the hell? And then I had stupid questions. Like, was this before he murdered his wife? Like, what's the deal? So Yeah, way before. So and he was doing like Hertz commercials, uh, stuff like that. I but think he's, when he was he's still a footballer, playing football. right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. he very talented football player, running back. Right. Did you, when were you one of those kids that like you, when you were at school, you watched the O.J. chase or... Not the chase. I don't remember where I was at for the chase, but I do remember where I was at when um, the not guilty verdict came out. We were on the playground in school. I was like fifth or sixth grade. And um, my buddy ran out because he stayed inside to watch it with one of my teachers. He's like, oh, he's not guilty. And we're playing basketball. I'm like, yeah, right. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Oh great. I was kind of on the other side of that, even being in elementary school. Like, 
it just didn't look good, obviously. Yeah, kids so, knew. But my buddy was like, oh, no, he, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And he was very excited. Oh. Um, yeah, but some of the rest of us were like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I had no idea he was an actor. So this was like when he popped up, I was like, what the hell? Um, but yeah, that is something that definitely jumped out as like having aged Age, like yeah. milk. What do you think about that? Something bad happens and then fast forward like whether it's a song or artist like that oh are like, you talking you s- ab- are you talking about like if i can separate like the art yeah. and the artist can you do both or you're just like no nah, i right. personally can't honestly i think this one didn't upset me too much again because i'm not american i mean i've seen the dramatized version of the oj uh, people versus oj simpson i definitely think he was guilty um i mean he came back and like didn't he write a book that was like i didn't do it but if i did do it this is yeah. how i would do it like yeah, he, it's very bizarre this and then he was arrested eventually for something else he lost a civil suit to the uh-huh. family oh okay so yeah but no was, i mean i think even years later wasn't he in the media sort of semi-recently for las vegas they beat somebody up over stolen memorabilia stolen memory, you're right so you know this guy so for this guy it didn't bother me too much there are certainly artists that like like i personally change the channel when chris brown songs come on even if you know i i love chris brown's music i hate to admit it but i think he makes some real tunes but like as a woman who totally stands behind survivors of like you know abuse i i can't like i just picture that picture of rihanna you know yeah and so, it's a, yeah yeah well i was just gonna say like there are certain musicians like i've had this discussion with scott before like he's a massive michael jackson fan i love the early jackson five stuff but i i struggle it is it is hard to wrap your head around that's the big one too mike uh, mj right because uh all that stuff that happened with him. But I'm saying with Chris Brown, if it's the teen version of Chris Brown, there's a couple that I might still let rock, which is weird because uh, part of it for me is when did it happen? And then do I cut off the art after that incident? Mm. Same, like you with Michael Jackson, with the Jackson 5, you'll still rock with it. Yeah. But So you're not completely cutting that artist off. But as he got older and some of the stuff he was accused of and... You know, I just think about this. I'm like, if I'm a victim of someone and they're still profiteering, I mean, Michael Jackson has passed away now. Still, you know, like I don't I always want to believe the victims and I want to be on the right side of like those things. So I can only imagine being the victim of a horrific crime and this person's still famous and like still making money and people like, oh, you know, I can get over it. Like, I just think like, what would I do in that situation? And I would hope that people would support me and be like you're a trash person like yeah <laughs> yeah oj oj I think this they have kids too oj oh yeah they probably do probably do that would be tough mm-hmm. um but anyway yeah so that was super random because i had no idea he was an actor i actually clicked on his imdb profile and saw like so he he was mainly like an actor in like the 80s and 90s like he and uh, i guess he did a couple things in the 70s like late 70s but yeah when he popped up on screen i was like what <laughs> What is this guy doing here? What did you think of his performance? I thought All he did. I, I yeah. thought he did a good job. Um, you know, I wouldn't say in this movie that any of the acting was like super stellar. I think we're going to get into it, but this movie is very over the top. You know, yeah. a, lo- a lot of the acting <laughs> style is like slapstick, like you said. So it's it's fun. Um, but yeah, like his performance didn't stick out to me as bad. The opening scene with him was so ridiculous. Like yeah. 
So kicks spo- in the door and his foot goes yeah. in. I thought that was great. I thought it was, was, <laughs> was great. Um, but, and that kind of leads me to the second thing that we wanted to talk about was like the jokes and the sexual innuendo in this film. Like, I think this movie is a masterclass in physical comedy and sexual innuendo. Um, mm-hmm. When I was researching it, there's a website that if you're a parent and you want to watch a movie with your kids, you can actually go and see like if it's suitable for kids and stuff. And people were like, it's pretty harmless. Like there's a lot of sexual innuendo, but a lot of it would go over kids' heads. Yeah. Um, but I feel like every other minute in this movie, like I was laughing at like some dumb thing. Yeah, because it is silly humor. And that's why yeah. I think even with some of the sexual innuendos, it goes both ways too for guy stuff and girl stuff. Um, and it's, I think it's, it's all in good fun. Yeah. For me, I'd love to hear your perspective on some yeah. of that stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad you asked because, like, there is a little bit of, like, the sexualization. Like, there's the grabbing the boobs and, like, and stuff like that. None of it, honestly, really offended me, and I can be a little sensitive to that stuff. But mm-hmm. I, like, the one thing that sticks out to me was uh, he's, like, climbing on the side of this building and there's these, these like, what are they called? The guys like statues on statues the side of the, in the building. Si- yeah, like like how you'd have a gargoyle, but it's like built yeah. into the building, and it's like men and women, and there's like the women have the breasts, and then the men have these penises, which I feel like <laughs> no statue I've ever seen on a building would have that. Um, and he like is using them to kind of get around, and he keeps grabbing onto this one, and then it they're all pointing down, and then suddenly yeah. it z- goes up, and then the statue smiles. <laughs> like, one of the funniest parts though is so he he accidentally grabs her boobs and that's kind of something that stuck out to me when she was you know looking out the window yeah Yeah. so she turned he turns and like grabs and it's not like he was trying to grope right he thought it was another one of the statues and that's how they set it up but then he grabs the um he grabs the guy's dog like concrete you know dong or whatever i don't know what we're calling it on this podcast I like the word but dong. It's fun. yeah you know the concrete dong and as he's lifting himself up like his mouth is open yeah I that saw that. i was dying and she comes back out and she screams again and he's like oh my god no. <laughs> yeah. but so stuff like that was so funny so it's like yeah. another one that stuck out to me was um i think it's priscilla presley plays his um his, his love, love interest, interest. And she's like climbing up this ladder and he like kind of looks up and it sort of looks like he's looking up her skirt. Um, the character's name is Jane Spencer. And he's like, nice beaver. And she goes, thanks. And she comes down and she's carrying this like big stuffed beaver. <laughs> like stuff like that was just, I mean, honestly, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, this reminds me so much of um, Austin Powers, which yep. is like basically. down. Yeah. Like our yeah. general, I feel like he stole so much from this movie. To yeah. Be like with the, what, first put that in my head was when he was peeing when yes. he kept the hot mic on yeah the and then, Austin and then they were pausing. does a couple different yeah. pee jokes uh, yeah. in his movies yeah um yeah so none of the like sexual innuendo stuff really offended me um there's a great and, and it's interesting to see like what's uh like a verbal joke and then what's like a f- like a you have to see it physical or yeah physical like um image joke so he gets off the plane and He's like being driven and he's like, 
oh, just everything like I see like reminds me of her and then <laughs> cut to an image of like this these weird buildings like that water just look like, treatment plants yeah they look like boobs like yeah. they look like boobs with nipples and I was just like <laughs> this is so funny yeah. um it is uh Ed the guy that he works with plays by George Kennedy he's like tell me about my girl or whatever he's like yeah he laughed he's like can you tell me anything else just that he's amazing in bed like the yeah, <laughs> the guy his girl left with. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, there's lots of little little things like that. But yeah. you know, I think I think this movie is a parody of other movies at the time. You know, I, I was trying to figure out. So I obviously read about it, and there was a TV show made by the same guys called Police mm-hmm. Squad. Yep. So it was kind of a continuation of that, and obviously this is like the second sort of in the series. Like there's another movie called Airplane, which is also known to be hilarious, and, and that was. Uh, predated Naked Gun. Right, pre pre yeah. Naked Gun. But I do feel like, you know, there's sort of like a get smart James Bond. Like they're kind of making fun of stuff at the time. You know, like all the there's an opening scene where he's got like all these bad guys and there's all these like political figures and one of them's like Gorbachev, like this famous, yeah. you know, politician <laughs> with this like <laughs> birthmark on his head and he he's like rubbing it off. And yeah, so it was just interesting because it was it was kind of making fun of you know how every james bond like has the gun at the ready and uh like yeah yeah, there was one scene that cracked me up he goes to this like i don't know this cow processing plant and the guy's like oh he has a message for you and then he shoots him and he's like i can't hear you you're gonna have to move closer like he doesn't realize (laughs) you know (laughs) that he's shooting at him yeah that gorbachev opening scene was hilarious too because he wipes his birthmark off his head and he looks at the camera and he goes, I knew it. I knew it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's some really fun instances of them like breaking the fourth wall, which is yeah. fun. Yeah. But I mean, you could just honestly take any two minute segment of this film and you would, you'd have to count like how many like slapstick jokes or innuendo jokes. It wasn't just like one liners. It was woven together and it was yeah. very clever, I thought. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they definitely had a knack for this and took their time with it. And yeah. one of the parts I saw when I was reading that the um, writers and producers, they shot each scene like 40 times or more. And that was kind of their, their rule of thumb. Oh, wow. And George Kennedy, Ed Hawkins character, like didn't like that at all. Oh, that they really? had to, yeah, that they had to do that so many times. I mean, I read that he was like an Oscar winner at the time or something. So I think he was more of like a serious actor. I think um, the Oscar winner was the guy that was doing Driver's Ed. Oh, that he got jumps it. in the car with. Got yeah. him mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did think it was funny. I I love reading Roger Ebert's. You know, he's obviously like an amazing film critic, and I love reading his takes on the movies that we watch. And I just wrote down this one quote from his article, and it said, "This movie is as funny." Uh, let it be said as any comedy released this year you laugh and then you laugh at yourself for laughing and it's true <laughs> like there are so many jokes in this where you're like that is the dumbest thing <laughs> and th- but then you like giggle because you're like oh i can't believe that got me for laughing yeah. yeah whether it's like the pee joke where he's like peeing and he accidentally leaves his mic on and he's or it's yeah there was one physical thing i thought was so funny they're like sitting in this car doing a stakeout and they've got pink all over their mouths because they're eating these I don't even know like what they pistachios are. Pistachios, maybe? Yeah. Because they're like, cracking the shells and throwing them off. Yeah, the they, mu- they must be have been like a snack at the time, like a yeah. pink pink snack that left kind of like a <laughs> like a 
uh, Cheeto residue on their mouths. And then he like opens up the door and there's this like pile of them almost up to the window. It's like just silly stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's good. So yeah, none of the sexual innuendo really offended me. Um, I did think it was funny and I have noticed a trend. We've been watching a lot of movies from different eras I love how like eighties and nineties movies always had to slip like a naked woman in at one point. And in this movie it happens as the credits are still coming up. Like he runs they're like the driving, there's like a car, uh, police. What, what would you call uh, it? Police siren. Yeah. Uh, and it's in light. Yeah. Which I thought was a great opening. It's a great opening, but like yeah. it goes through like a woman's locker room locker and you room, see yeah. like a couple naked women. And I was like, Oh, okay. Eighties guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think was it knocked up where they that we reviewed where they have um that idea skin. Yeah, and I was like, Oh, they would have been like, Oh, it's within the first minute. Yeah. I forget what their website I think the website they found was Mr. Skin. Like Paul Rudd's like, Oh, like Mr. Skin. And yeah. yeah. And they have their own yeah, it's like what's oh. the, where's the bush dot com yeah. or something. Boobs and bush, boobs and bush. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought it was really clever to take uh probably like a smaller piece of a hood throw a camera right on the back of it, throw that light on and just be super absurd yeah. <laughs> with where they take it. Like they go right in someone's house. It's smart. And people watch the TV. And it yeah. sets the tone of the whole movie because it's so silly. Yeah. But it gets you in that mindset. Like you're saying, I can't believe I laughed at that. But eventually it's just you're letting you're letting that go in your head and you're just there for the ride. Totally. Um so one thing we always talk about in films, obviously it's because something we notice and so many films, you know, fail at this was the diversity in the film. And you think that it was pretty well diversely cast, right? Yeah. I had no issue whatsoever. Like didn't really pop in my head watching this film. Yeah. I will say as well, like I don't want to ever give these movies from like, cause what? 88. Oh God, I'm 32. So 32 years ago, like, diversity casting wasn't a priority for them but I will say that like there was nothing <laughs> this is such a low bar but there was nothing offensive about race in this movie you know they had a couple of people of color like in maybe not the main roles but like around and it was definitely more diverse than some of the movies we've watched mm -hmm. but it's so funny it's like well, they didn't have a white guy with slanted eyes, you know, in a bathtub with big teeth. So, yeah, it's and that too, just like the opening scene, rewatching this because I hadn't seen it in years. He's in that room with all those world leaders. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> that was a little. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You could. Uh, I, I didn't think I, you know, I'm just speaking for myself, but I didn't think anything was offensive about him, like fighting those guys or rubbing off the birthmark. It was all just funny stuff that wasn't really offensive right yeah like it was the one guy had the uh, button that said uh lose 25 pounds ask me how and other people could have totally went a different way and talked about like where that person came from or country or something like that made like a lowbrow joke about that and it was just like silly funny stuff yeah that he was doing and it yeah because i always do think that's something that's interesting to look at like um I was chatting with someone about this with the Bond movies. It's always interesting to see who the bad guys are, like where they're from. So we went through a period where, you know, every bad guy was Russian or every bad guy was like a terrorist looking person, mm -hmm. you know, from like a Middle Eastern country. And in this one, I think, yeah, that scene where, so he basically goes into this room and there's all these like evil world leaders kind of having a, a discussion about like what they're going to do. It was a very 
kind of cross section of like who is considered the bad guy now. It wasn't anything like super offensive or singling anyone out. I was just like, yeah. oh, you could take that scene and put it into a movie now and be like, we get what you're trying to say. Exactly. These but that just guys. goes to show like with these, the people that made this film, they didn't need to go there. And some of the other films we watch and talk about, they do get a little offensive. So mm-hmm. if this movie can, you know, from 88 still stand up, it's still hilarious. I was laughing from start to finish. Yeah. Not one time that I go, oh, well, that's fucked up. Yeah. So if they Same. can do it, anybody else can do it. You just got to take the time to be, to be witty and smart. To be witty and not to be offensive. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree with you. And I do think like, I guess, yeah. I, I would just like to see more diversity casting in main characters, but I think for when this was taken, you know, and it was like these two grizzled old white guy cops, you know, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Um, but it, and Norbert was his partner, Frank's yeah. partner at one point. And this, yeah, they, like you said, it's from that TV show, which he was in, um, Leslie Nielsen, which only had six episodes mm. and actually won, I think, two Emmys and got oh. canceled. And then, yeah, uh, fast forward, they made it into these you know three different movies yeah yeah and then of course so again like so yeah i think this movie was kind of ahead of its time like making fun of itself without being offensive and then we were going to talk about the women portrayal in this because that's something i'm always very conscious of priscilla presley who plays the character jane spencer i mean she was really one of the only women in here like that is one thing i'll say there's there's the I think it's called the Beck- Beckendale or Bechanel test. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Okay. It's this test where it like essentially says, you know, does this pass this test? And it's to, do two women talk to each other in the movie about something other than a relationship. And in this movie, they don't, the, the woman is just a character function. She doesn't really have too much of a backstory. She's like this hot woman who, um, you know, is supposed to seduce him and like, is kind of a pawn and kind of comes across like a little bit ditzy, but I do give this movie a pass because I think this movie was making fun of other movies and yeah. of the genre. So she's very funny in the way that she's like kind of the straight man type character. She does help like yeah. thwart the bad guy at yeah. the end now. And she then does. there's also, you're right, I'm not sure about two women characters talking to each other, but there's also the mayor was female. True. Um, that's uh, Nancy Marchand. She was in The Sopranos as Tony's mom. I recognized yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, I fucked it up. It's called the Beckdale test. I just Googled. Um, uh, everyone's uh, probably Beckendale, shouting. Like, uh, Bechamel? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like the Porsche sauce. Or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, you're right. Like they had a female mayor, which was good representation. But yeah, I mean, this is like probably made for guys. Like it's very slapsticky and dude, yeah. dude heavy. But Again, like I wasn't personally offended by it. I didn't think it had aged like milk too much because I was like, it's kind of making fun of other movies at the time. Yeah, like a detective and there's a, and I'm doing the air quotations, the dame. Yeah. Know, that's <laughs> And I thought that scene was hilarious when he goes where the queen was coming to that dinner yeah. and he breaks up with her kind of and he calls her like seven different names like baby doll and baby doll like snoogle puss (laughs) princess it's over yeah yeah. (laughs) and i never orgasm like i faked oh i faked it every time oh my funny face oh that's laughing at that yeah just because that like you said that's making fun of hey stereotype or stereotype of yeah the guy 
calling princess, baby doll, whatever, like throughout a movie, and he threw out like seven within 60 seconds. <laughs> Frank, what's wrong? A lot of things, sweetie pie. A little meeting that turned into a peekaboo session with bullets all set up by someone who's been playing me like a violin at the annual Saps convention. Funny face. I don't know what you're talking about. My stockyard meeting, Butterwings. Or don't you remember setting that up? But Mr. Ludwig said you call a meeting off. Believe me, I... Pop me another one, Snooky Lumps. Frank, it's the truth. It's true what they say. Cops and women don't mix. Like eating a spoonful of Drano. Sure, it'll clean you out. They'll leave you hollow inside. Too bad, sugar puff. We could have been some. Oh my god, I can't, I hate that I like forgot to mention this at the beginning when we were talking about cameos, but Weird Al Yankovic is in yeah. this. Oh and my god. Did you did you read up on that? No. All? So he had um he was a fan of the show, I believe, and mm. I found like 18 fun facts and I marked a few of them that oh, I yeah. to talk about. But yeah, the, let's see. The Weird Al Yankovic cameo was a dream come true. Um Police Squad was his favorite TV show. And he would have been satisfied just being an extra, but when the Zuckers heard that he was a fan, they wrote the scene of him on the plane. And then, um, so what Weird Al did, he would when the movie came out, he took his first dates to the movie and didn't tell the dates that he was in the film. Oh my god! And he wore the same shirt. That is so. <laughs> yeah, so oh like, my god! Be on a date, and then the guy that you're with is in the movie, rocking the same outfit. That's I mean. I'm like, was was Weird Al really trying to impress women like that? I feel like he could have gotten anyone, but who knows? Yeah, I was but how al- funny is that? It's so funny. Yeah. But I was also like, how old is Weird Al Yankovic? Like, he looks the same. This man He's does not age. Takes his vitamins, drinks a lot of water. Comedy, man. But yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the women thing, it was, I guess, a little noticeable because of the lack of women. But again, I think it was kind of, it's like how in Bond movies, there's always like, the sexy bad woman and then there's mm. like the sexy day or yeah like the femme fatale yeah. and then there's like you know money penny who's like oh james so i feel like <laughs> yeah do um, you think priscilla presley did good in that role yeah i mean i think she uh you know played a function which was to be the you know wispy kind of sexy blonde um her yeah. hair was killing me her hairstyle i was like oh god <laughs> the big front the big oh okay yeah um, I, I don't have those issues, but she, um, <laughs> I, this was her major like film debut, and she'd oh. never done comedy before. She was on the show Dallas, mm. and that's one of the reasons the writers chose her is because they didn't want somebody that did comedy because that like added to it. Like she, yeah. she was more serious actor, and and it, it just I feel like everything they they did worked. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean. Yeah. We both both loved this movie and, and had a great time and we're both huge comedy fans and comedy nerds, I know. But um, you found out some interesting things about the makers of this movie. Yes, they are from where I am from. Ooh. So Jerry Zucker, David Zucker, and Jim Abrahams are all from like the Milwaukee area. So they grew up in Milwaukee, which is amazing. Did so, you feel like, you're like, this is why I love this movie so much? Uh, like, they get I me. Could, I, and I've loved this movie before. I didn't realize that until I was looking, searching around IMDb this week that they were actually from Milwaukee. So, you know, three of all three of them, it was just like, that makes sense because this is kind of mine and a lot of my friends' humor. That yeah. Film. It's like, oh, maybe we were raised this way. I got to be honest. I was like, 
I had my doubts about watching this movie. I know I chose it, um, but I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be so lame and cringy because I know that I watched Airplane maybe 10 years ago. (laughs) Time means nothing anymore, you know? (laughs) And I remember just being a bit like, "Uh," like we should totally do some other movies from these guys because they're really funny. But I remember... I remember watching Airplane and being like, oh no. And I remember watching it as a kid and loving it. And then you kind of get old and get too cool. But I have to say, like this time around, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, this is this is the fun one for me for me to watch. Uh, I wrote some of the movies down that is like similar. So yeah, okay. they did Airplane. They yep. did, um, you ever seen Hot Shots? I don't think I have. Okay, I watch that. so I think Jim, or Jim Abrahams did that uh, those films. But um, yeah, Austin Powers, Top, uh, sorry, yeah, Hot Shot, Million Ways to Die in the West, Dumb and Dumber, Scary Movie, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, all oh, it's, it's solid good. like slapstick. Yeah, like spoof kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I love like this movie is so so quotable. Um, I wrote down some of my favorite quotes, <laughs> which I don't want to like. <laughs> Again, some of them are like visual quotes, so I have to explain them, which might be totally lame. And you should just stop listening to the podcast now and just go Do watch it. it if you are like, Ugh. but um, he's like, uh, he goes through this guy's drawer. He's trying to like find like clues and then he goes bingo and he pulls out like a giant <laughs> bingo card. I don't know why. That's my sense of humor. I think it's yeah. so <laughs> dumb and no, so funny. Um, I loved it. So yeah, there's like a... <laughs> The typical like follow that car and he like jumps into this car and it's like a driving instructor and a student who's like <laughs> so nervous yep. and uh she does like a bad move she like tries to go down the wrong way of like a, a tunnel or something and the guy yells out like you're down broad and then the teacher goes all right stephanie gently extend your arm extend your middle finger very good well done like he's doing it as if he's like <laughs> teaching her like you know when you're like okay now put your left blinker on yeah um yeah it was super super funny and then this is another stupid one but the bad guy uh is in his office and he offers him a cigar and he goes cuban (laughs) and frank goes no dutch irish my father was from wales and it was just (laughs) like the delivery of stuff like that just had me dying yeah that was so good um the one where frank it was his car and it's uh it starts going off by itself and he shoots it and like the trunk blows up yeah. <laughs> Just the fact that he started shooting at a random car, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then, okay. So then the movie takes kind of a weird turn. I thought, like, I thought they spent way too much time at the stadium. So they basically go to this, like, baseball stadium where the queen is apparently going to get assassinated. And mm-hmm. I think there were a lot of, like, famous baseballers who I obviously wouldn't recognize. But, like, there were some cameos, I think, that people were really cool. Yeah, cool. uh, Reggie Jackson. He was yep. the one that uh, that picked up the gun. And right. I think he he, uh, he might have been retired at the time uh, from baseball, but yeah, I think he did a real great job. His robot was amazing. His robot, yeah. Because he was, you know what I mean. Like when he picked up the gun, he's like, "Must kill the queen." Yes. Yeah. Funny thing about the queen, she had a portrait made of herself for her husband, and the artist said that she resembled her Majesty in a newspaper interview and then she got a ton of tv shows and some movies because of that oh my god that's so funny yeah um i don't know if this is true because i found it on imdb but um i read that the queen did meet reggie jackson um years later uh and like 
the yeah, real queen but, yeah the real queen nice. she like came to a baltimore uh versus oakland a's game and i guess reggie jackson was like the coach and he was there and it was like people were like freaking out um <laughs> and then i also read that leslie nelson nielsen met her in 2005 which is funny was so, that in canada uh i, I thought i saw that too like he performed in some event in canada because he's from there and that's where he met her that's really funny yeah. yeah um i don't know this movie was just so random and there was just so many things that were like funny but yeah i did personally think they spent way too much time at the baseball field i was kind of <laughs> it was a lot of physical comedy oh my maybe god I just it was so maybe. good i was dying with the umpire when he yeah. starts making the uh, strike calls and he's dancing yeah. and he's going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are so good. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff like that. And, and maybe I just don't know enough about baseball. or don't care enough about baseball, but like, yeah, the umpire stuff was really funny. And, or um, he goes up to, cause he's essentially trying to like pat down all the different players to figure out if one of them's like gonna try and murder the queen which yeah. first of all would the queen sit in a whole baseball game <laughs> i don't know i feel like she's busy but whatever um but then he like goes up to the pitcher and gets this like sandpaper out and he, he like he finds sandpaper and a grinder and vaseline and i think the joke was like that's stuff that's not allowed right <laughs> yeah so uh with pitchers they can change, you know, the, the ball speed, how much it spins, all that kind of stuff by using, you know, different stuff on their hands. Um, so that's basically like cheating. And do you remember when he took the corkscrew and he pulled the cork out of the bat? Yeah. Yeah. So that's also a thing. There's cork bats that sometimes oh. players try to sneak in because it makes the once they hit the ball, it'll it'll go farther. So, yeah, like people throughout the the history of baseball, um, you know, I've gotten caught for that. Another (laughs) hilarious scene is when they watch on the big screen, like some, you know, some funny mishaps that happened. And then they get progressively crazier, like the car hits like bloopers, basically, from the season. And the car hits the guy and then a tiger attacks the guy. (laughs) And then the baseball (laughs) takes that guy's head off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Um I don't know. I also feel like they, yeah, they used a lot of dummies in this movie and they did a, use a lot of dummies in the baseball scenes. Like at the very end, like Reggie comes back. Is that his name? The, the, the partner? The assassin or? No, the partner. Um, oh, Norberg? Nor Yeah. So yeah. he comes back and he's there and he's in his wheelchair and then like the wheelchair falls and he like falls off the stadium <laughs> and it's so clearly a dummy. Yeah. Or um, um, Jane Spencer, Priscilla Presley's character, when she's getting taken up the stairs, like they yeah. actually turn to the camera and you can see there's no face. It's just a wig yeah. and her arms are flailing around. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like these guys just had way too much fun <laughs> making yeah. this show, making this movie. Um, I wish we could make a movie like this. Yeah. It'd be super fun. So good. Um, but yeah, I mean, was there anything else about the movie that really stuck out to you uh i mean yeah i just think the stuff's hilarious i think uh, a couple highlights for me was um nordberg in the first part he's kicks the door in he's just having a bad time and then he like burns his hand (laughs) and then he he brushes up against the door with the wet paint and he looks at his arm and he goes oh no like that was the biggest part (laughs) and and he stands on a bear trap (laughs) yeah um mr papschmere the guy oh my god (laughs) that name was i laughed 
I did laugh. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I had what you had, like the mouth on the statue. Um, yeah, uh, you know, everybody hugs at the end. It was just a, yeah. just a feel-good movie. Or uh, another one that made me laugh, too, was like all the guns like had such a delay. It was so obvious, like the bang and the, them reacting. And like they off. just... Yeah, these guys just had so much fun. It had this movie had every kind of stereotype from a film that would be like a Bond-ish film. It was like, yeah, it was like a car chase. They had yeah the shoot 'em ups. They had the assassins. I mean, I just feel like yes, yeah, so many movies took from this movie and and movies from this time. Like Zoolander, the whole concept is like brainwashing male models into killing yeah. the Malaysian prime minister, yeah. which is you know they control them in this movie through a a clicker that like makes them go crazy and start killing people. So yeah, it was good fun. Um, a lot of people pulled from it. Um, I had one yeah. more on the 18, yeah. like fun facts. Um, Ed Helms is set to star in a new naked gun movie. Oh, yeah. that's so very David exciting. Zucker said he has no involvement in it. Um, oh, interesting. Despite being asked, but so I guess they're going to, try to remake this they're gonna make it without him that's interesting because i mean i wonder if they just like own the ip or something yeah i don't know how i um, feel about it because i think this yeah. is a, a perfect movie yeah exactly <laughs> i mean i'll definitely watch it that's so funny that we keep picking movies that then go on to have um like sequels coming out does it, does it have a release date that helms no version? it just said like you know a couple sentences that it was potentially a thing but ed helms did the right. uh, kind of addition to family or what is it not family vacation is it family vacation with chevy oh chevy yeah. yeah yeah that movie was. was funny but it wasn't like a remake it was him he was the son that's grown up and trying to take his family on the same right. same trip yeah and chevy chase was actually even in that one that's funny um cool well obviously like these movies don't get made by themselves did you have someone that you were uh, that you wanted to shout out? I do. So I, I feel like one of these days we're going to have the same person, but let's, no. see, let's see what happens here. So <laughs> I went with uh, Nancy Hopton, and she was the script and continuity supervisor. So okay. I feel like a movie like this and with what I read about doing 40 takes. Um, oh, yeah. Like Jesus each, Christ. Each shot is just wild. And all the funny stuff... And all the little things, because it's a slapstick comedy, that she probably had to be on her game this entire time. Mm -hmm. And this movie was was just awesome. So shout out to Nancy Hopton. She has a a huge, very long career of being a script supervisor. Um, Oh, cool. So yeah, shout out to her. We, We see you and we appreciate you. We see you and we appreciate you. Okay, well, mine was Winifred... Um, Friedman, who played Stephanie, the girl in the car. <laughs> With the uh, I, yeah, the finger. driving and I thought about stri- picking her. So almost. I just thought I thought she had such a funny like scene, and she was young. And then I looked her up, and you know she's still she's still working. Um, the most recent thing she was in uh, was in two thousand and one. She was in The Shrink Is In, which I have not seen. Um, but she was also in Evolution. Uh, with David Duchovny yeah uh, and Hellraiser Um, so she you know I I look at her at her list and she I mean from like 1980 like the early 1980s until the early 2000s like she pretty much had a movie like once a year I think she she had a break 
um, in the nineties. Maybe she had kids or something, but I just thought she was really, really funny. She doesn't even have like a, uh, like a profile picture on her IMDb. You know, she's just one of those random people that I feel like if I saw her in evolution or something, I'd be like, what the, is that the yeah, girl that from, the, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but Winifred, great name. Um, you're 63 now. And I don't know what you're up to. I hope that you're still having fun and involved in the entertainment industry in some way, but we see you and we appreciate yeah, you. We appreciate you. It wouldn't have been a f- as funny of a movie if we didn't have you in this no, one. So, yeah. Do you think, David, that this film aged like milk? I do not. I yeah. love this movie. It's hilarious. Um, you know, I, I would watch a remake, even though I'd rather probably just watch this one. And after doing this, I think I'm going to watch, um, you know, the 22 Airplane. and a half or no, the other, because yeah. this oh, is a one. trilogy, yeah. basically. There's two more. Yeah. So um, with all basically the same actors. So I might check those out, too, and have a laugh this weekend. But I do yeah. not think it aids like milk. You know what? I don't think it aged like milk either. I was trying to think of an analogy. I was like, did it come out like already sour? Like, I mean, because it's so, it's such a joke of itself. So I feel like it's like, it's like joke milk. Like you would buy, (laughs) I don't know, like you'd buy like a milk cotton and you'd open it and like a snake would jump out in your face. Like a joke, you know, it was, it was, or it was very aware of what it was. It was, it wasn't trying to be funny. It was just silly and funny. And I agree with you. I think, this is a really good time. And I think with everything stressful going on, <laughs> this is a great movie to watch and unwind. Maybe, maybe smoke a little weed, mm-hmm. <laughs> get some Eddie. snacks, yeah. take an Eddie. Um, cool. Yeah, definitely well, watch this movie, people. Yeah, if, watch uh, it. If you just want to sit back and turn your brain off and geek out. And Leslie Nielsen is just, what a treasure, yeah. you know, his face is so rubbery. <laughs> um, and yeah, I had so much fun. I mean, there were just so many jokes in this movie that we didn't even get to because there's just literally so many of them. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. This is a short and sweet one, which we love. We love different times. Um, check your fridge. Make sure that milk is taken out. <laughs> gross milk is gross. Uh, we hope everybody stays safe and well in this 2021 world. Um, here's hoping that good stuff is around the corner. Yeah, bye everybody. Yeah, bye. Thank you.